Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, I'm Mike Kapler, along with Joel Brzezinski right over there. A lot of people don't know that Joel's radio name back when we were doing radio broadcasting, it was Joe Mama. <laughs> Joe Mama. Yes. That would be a great radio name. And yours was a cap man. Yes, yes. A lot of people thought I was Batman. No, I I was um I was actually Joel Summers. And that's true. That's really what my radio name was. And people thought that I was related to the to the bionic woman, Jamie Summers. Or one of the three's company people, Suzanne Summers. I, I don't want to give anything away, but I guess I will. And you can always edit it out because that's what you do. But I, whenever I sat down with uh, somebody who was going to start going on the air with us, we would usually create a radio name because most people didn't want to use their regular name. So I would always ask the first question was, what what's your middle name? Mm-hmm. And let's see if it sounds like it would be a good last name. Well, yours was quite different and it made a great uh, last name for radio, Summers. Yeah. And it's actually without the S, but we added the yes, S. Yes, we onto added it. the S. That's right. And then afterwards, we kind of, because my Brizaki, that's not a good radio, Joel Brizaki. It's just too, <laughs> it's too much to say. Uh, we had kind of th- thought, I sort of remember mentioning Breeze. My, my nickname was Breeze. And I think at the time, locally, there was somebody else whose who's radio name was Freezer or something like that. Freeze, something like that. And Mr. I didn't want to. Freeze. Wanna, I knew him. I was Batman. so anyway that's how that came about and then so you would call me the breeze man on the radio because you knew my last name but then we had a guy come in and he's like um trying to help us to with the radio station and he's like so why is your nickname breeze man when your your radio name is joel summers it's we get it but the audience isn't going to get it, so <laughs> I don't think... Yeah, it, uh, it really was kind of a uh, a hidden thing, I guess, from the audience. Yeah, but everybody here listening to this podcast knows, because I'm Breeze a Key, and they, they know why I'm called the Breeze Man, and you're the Cap, Mike yeah, Kapler. Yeah, well, uh, it's it was fun. We we did radio for quite a few years, and, and now here we have uh, this podcast going for 14-plus years, Growing in Grace, at org. Joel, we've been talking uh, about the law not being of faith, something Paul said to the Galatians back in chapter 3. We've kind of uh, scooted up to Galatians 5, not really a verse-by-verse thing here, but that's where we left off last week. So let's uh, skim through Galatians 5 here as we continue to kind of just talk about some of these things Paul is bringing out to the people he's writing to about the difference between law and faith. And that basically, they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. But he, he just got done saying— uh, Verse 4 of Galatians 5, you become estranged or severed from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. So he just got done giving them the example of, look, and he just kind of seemed to pull circumcision out of the air, perhaps because this was one of the things that, that the Judaizers were advocating that the Galatians do as part of the plan for Christianity going forward. It was going to be a mixture of law and grace. So Paul said, okay, you're going to do circumcision? 
fine. But just keep in mind, you'll be obligated to keep the entire law, all 613 commands. If you're going to try to keep one, you had to keep it all. Why? Because as we said before, it was a package deal. The law couldn't be broken up where you could pick and choose conveniently what you think people should be doing or not doing. Uh, you can't pick and choose. It was all a package that came to an end after the cross. You have fallen from grace. A lot of times we hear that phrase, fallen from grace. You hear it in the news sometimes. A politician got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. He's fallen from grace. <laughs> in other words, he got caught in some sort of a sin or, or wrongdoing, and he has fallen from grace. Well, that's really not how Paul defines falling from grace. Right. <laughs> He's talking about people who are trying to be justified by what they do. They're trying to do the right things. They have fallen from grace because they're reverting back to law that cannot save. So uh, he, he goes on, uh, just skipping down here a, a little bit. Let's go to verse 14. For all the law is fulfilled. And let me go to 13. Sorry, Galatians 5, 13. For you brothers have been called to liberty, only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you, uh, lest you also uh, be consumed by one another. I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So there's going to be more that Paul's going to follow up here with. It's really good, but I'll, I'll let you jump in here, Joel. Yeah, and I'll just backtrack just a little bit because something stuck out to me that was right after the part that you had previously been reading, where Paul says in verse 7 of chapter 5, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Now, that had always been taught to me way out of context. You ran well, the preacher would say. You were doing so good. You were performing well. Your works were great. What hindered you from obeying the truth? You're not following the truth anymore. You're, you're not doing good good works anymore. You've backslidden. That's how that would be taught, essentially. Uh, but Paul was saying, you ran well in other words, going back to the beginning of the book where he says, you began in the Spirit. You began in this life realizing that it wasn't about the works of the law. It wasn't about your performance. It was about the fact that you had believed upon the name of Jesus Christ and you'd been saved. And that was how you were going to live your life, the life of faith. You were living by faith apart from the law. Now, who has hindered you from turning away from that? from turning away from a life of faith back to a life of law. See, that's the problem here, that they had turned back to law. They were running well by living by faith apart from law. They had backslidden, so to speak, <laughs> from that. They had fallen, like you say, fallen from grace. So so uh, catching up to them where, where, you, where you were at, called the liberty. How then, he says, do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. Well, how do you do that? Does he say, well, you need to go back to keeping the law? No, of course, because that the way that you don't fulfill the lusts of the flesh, well, just look what the law says. No, it's exactly the opposite of what he's been saying. Through love, serve one another. How do you not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh? You love other people. See, love doesn't harm people. Love doesn't do evil. Love, if you love somebody, you're not going to be stealing. You're not going to be committing adultery. You're not going to be doing all of these things that are against the law. But it's not because you're following the law. 
It's because you have learned the love of God for you. Now, nobody is there. I don't think that anyone has perfected this love thing. I think we're growing in it now till the day that we die, and then for eternity, I think we'll be growing in this love thing. But then something that trips people up here for all the law, Paul says, is fulfilled in one word. Even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, See, the law, the law is fulfilled in that word. We're supposed to keep the law. No, that's not what he's saying here. He's not saying that at all. I think what he's trying to do is show these people who have been thinking that they need to turn back to the law, see, there's a better way. There's something else. Through the law, sin, more sin came, as, as we've talked about many times. Romans 7, sin took opportunity by the flesh and produced to me all manner of evil desire or all manner of coveting, Paul said. But love does no harm to its neighbor, Paul says in Romans 13.10. Love does no harm to its neighbor. That's how everything is fulfilled in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. He's not saying go back to the law. He's just saying that if you love people, you're not going to have to worry about whether or not you're breaking the law. I think that's what he's getting at there. What do you think? I agree. And I I think, again, that the love that we have for God now isn't because we're following the command to love God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength, which was called by Jesus as one of the greatest commandments from the law. But that's not where we're at. The reason we have a love for God now, is, as uh, was stated in the book of First John, is because we realized and received his love for us. Once we began to understand his love for us, now we can, in turn, love him back willingly. Not by command, but just because we want to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what love does. And you're right, though. The the law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Well, if we're walking in love, then yes, the commandments, you know, love doesn't do harm to a neighbor. Love doesn't murder. Love doesn't steal. Um, Love doesn't covet. Love, Love doesn't do those things. And so that's where our focus should be but not within the law. And Paul goes on to expound upon this. So don't don't just get stuck inside of a verse like verse 14 and say, well, see, uh, here's, another, here's another quote from the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Again, backtrack. Go back to where we were uh, when Paul was talking about being freed from some of these things when it comes to the law. And he says, I, he says in verse 16, I say, then walk by the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And he, he says this, the, le- the flesh lusts against the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But, but if you are led by the Spirit of God, you are not under the law. See that? Now, the works of the flesh are evident, and he lists some things here, including adultery, fornication, uh, uncleanness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, and more, envies, murders, all of that. Those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I know, Joel, we won't have time to get into this today, but some people will take uh, verse 21 from Galatians 5 and, and try to say that if you do these wrong things, that you will not be saved. But let's continue here for just a minute. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things, against such things. There is no law. And so, again, we're seeing the separation between the Spirit and law, grace and law, and uh, we may have to maybe wrap this up next week. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about this next week. And just to not leave anybody hanging here, since we got just about a minute left, 
people will bring this up, like you say, the works of the flesh are evident. He lists all these things. And those who do such things, those who practice such things, will not inherit the kingdom of God. What Paul is saying here, along with everything else that he has said, we're saved by grace through faith apart from works. It's not; It doesn't have to do with our works. But the people who do these things habitually, the people who they live like this, it's their natural inclination to do these things, are those who haven't believed and haven't been made a new creation. Now, as a new creation, sometimes we're tempted to do things like this. Sometimes we are we feel stuck, like we can't overcome these things. But Paul's not talking about believers here. He's talking about those who don't believe, who naturally do the things, do things according to the flesh. But you, he says, are not in the flesh. He tells us elsewhere. He says we're not in the flesh. We're in the spirit. <laughs> and so he says here in in um in as we wrap up here in Galatians 5:25, if we live in the spirit, which we do, let us also walk in the spirit. He's he's encouraging the people that they're in the spirit, so walk like it. Don't walk like those who aren't in the spirit. And so we'll talk more about this and other things next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.